Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing the Shutter exclusive, John, Destroy All Neighbors, which I would it's, describe it's a to Shutter you, original, not not necessarily well, exclusive. Oh, got it. I would describe this movie to you, except I just watch it and I don't understand. <laughs> so we'll get to that briefly here. First up, joining me from <clears throat> San Francisco, California. Please welcome Rachel to the show. Hello. I'm so excited to be back. Next up from Indiana. Please welcome Casey. Hello. And last up from Manhattan, New York City. He's roaming the streets like a menace these days <laughs> from what I hear. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hey. Menacing. The Upper East Side. Menacing. Yes. That's right. <laughs> the the moms, the nannies, uh, the stay-at-home moms, and sundry old people. Watch your backs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. There's some stay-at-home dads, too, I guess, presumably. I don't know. but That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, all right. That's all I got, John. Let's cool. uh, take a quick break <laughs> and discuss Destroy All Neighbors. This is it, Shadowbird. Your big break in TV. Fuck the front time. Main feature. Uh, I don't know, John. It's January. It's dark all the time. You know, you, you know me. Cold. You know me long enough to know where where Eric, I'm at currently. I assume you have not been outside in several days. Uh, I had a, a dentist appointment today, yeah. <laughs> okay. so I did leave my house. Was, yeah, I didn't like it, but uh, yeah, no, Casey, is it? I assume it's freezing in Indiana too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always yeah. pretty chilly out there. It's ba- it's balmy today. It's I have my heat turned up to seventy, yeah. which is why I'm wearing shorts. We're right what are we at? We're at like twenty right now, I think. 22, 22. Um, the high was like 28, I think. It was not, it's not been pleasant. So the earth is telling you this is not habitable for humans, yet you persist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, I actually would prefer this to the like 45 degree Januaries that, you know, like those days are more terrifying existentially, I would say. Oh, I'm fine with the existential, like the, oh, you mean like climate dread if it's too warm again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't control that, John. Let's, no, let's just make well, it forty-five. <laughs> that mentality is not going to say that's for sure. <laughs> You're saying I'm part of the problem, John? Oh, you know, <laughs> you could extrapolate. All right. You know what? I'll I'll accept that. All right, John. Please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is contiguous. That's C O N T I G U O U S, contiguous, sharing a common border, touching, or uh, next or together in sequence. Contiguous. Yeah, uh, it comes to us from the Latin con- contigere, uh, which means to be in contact. What? <laughs> what you call me? Well, it's a family show. Listen up. You can only say that if you're in the UK. Uh, yeah, essentially. Uh, yeah, there you go. Con- contiguous. Mm-hmm. 
I like it. Neighboring, one might say. What does that have to do with this movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> destroy all neighbors. Uh, neighbors can't live with them, can't live without them. Is that the saying? Um, I guess some people don't necessarily have neighbors. But John, I have no idea who wrote or directed this movie, but I know, I know deep down in my soul <laughs> that the person who wrote this movie has lived in Los Angeles for at least 15 years. Because they long ago left the land of understanding normal people. <laughs> Look, I can't, I have not done enough research to tell you how long any of the several writers on this film have I can do it right uh, now. I'm anywhere. supposed to be listening to you talking. You certainly could. Uh, so let's do this quickly. Director Josh Forbes. The only feature that I am familiar with from the Josh Forbes oeuvre is a film called Contracted Phase 2. Wait, there's a contracted sequel? I think yeah. they made a third one. I'm What? Maybe did maybe not. I, I, there's at least there's <clears throat> at least two. I think we might have Did we watch we watched Contracted 1 was a was one of our live streams yeah. way back in the day. Oh, this is hilarious. The the lead writer on this movie looks exactly like Jonah Ray. That is not surprising. The, <laughs> like he cast himself in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I looked. So the writers' names here, just quickly: Mike Banner, who was a he's a Bob's Burgers guy. You've got Jared Logan, um, who did the movie Stuber. I don't know if you guys saw Stuber, um, and then uh, has done some other TV stuff. And then the last guy, Charles Peeper, Charles Piper. Um, Peeper. He. Uh, not, he is, he's done some directing and, and producing, but I don't know that any of the writing, uh, yeah, it's, it's like mostly shorts and things like that on his, on his, uh, IMDb. He lives in Los Angeles. Um, they, I think they all do. He's from (laughs) Philly. So that's, that's on your people. Fair enough. Hmm. So yeah, you mentioned, uh, the, 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 the principal caster, Jonah Ray plays the main character. Uh, he lives with his girlfriend, Emily, Kieran Diol, uh, who's been in a bunch of different television stuff. Uh, Jonah is a, an engineer at a studio. Um, the studio is run by Thomas Lennon. Um, and But his real passion is uh, prog rock, which he works on in his spare time. He's been working for three years on uh, his prog rock sort of masterpiece. Um, and we, you know, we get to meet like he's got the lady who runs the building, lives across the hall, and we get to meet some of the other neighbors. But then a new neighbor moves in. So his one neighbor sells a screenplay and then is like moving out. But then a new neighbor moves in. And this is the start of all of William's problems. Uh, the new neighbor, what the hell? <laughs> what's the guy's name? <laughs> Vlad. Vlad is the new neighbor. He is, I mean, I don't know what you all, what he is played by Alex Winter wearing several prostheses. (laughs) 
<laughs> all over, like the hands, just, the arms, like just head to toe prosthetics. So. I when you were like, "Oh, this is the Alex Winter over text," and I was like, "What? <laughs> how oh, did that's you, funny. How did I you could just tell it was not was. what that dude looked like? So I'm like, well, "Okay, with this cast, one of these people is under this." Right? I, knew, like, I knew it was a person in a mask. Like I didn't think that was like the old. It's like the old people in X. You're like, mm, yeah, it's it's worse than that. I would say oh. <laughs> in terms of the effects. But. Considerably, yeah. Um, so Vlad is playing EDM music very loud all the time. He also has like a built a home homebrewed uh, weight set that he is sort yeah, of like he's always got, working uh, out on. Buckets filled with concrete, <laughs> yeah, on a pole, which is pretty sweet. But he's doing all this with his door open. I mean, the door is at least like open enough that every time he like goes out in the hallway. In any event. William starts to really lose it. This is compounded also at work. He's being sort of harassed by the person that the recording studio is recording. I can't remember that guy's name, but he's a quote unquote famous musician who's just like doing a lot of drugs and yelling at him and stuff. So he, he effectively has like a break where he confronts Vlad after fighting with his girlfriend. Vlad dies and this precipitates sort of like a cascading issues for William where he's running around with Vlad's body. Other people are being killed. Um, like he just gets crazier and crazier yet triumphantly finishes the prog rock album. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> so, <Thank God. laughs> that That's the movie, really. Not that many neighbors are destroyed. That's what's interesting uh, about the title yeah. here. So, I mean, he mm. gets them all. It's accurate. No, but it's only not... one of them is his neighbor. Okay, yeah, technically two. two. Oh, I guess two. you're right. I guess there are three neighbors that there's he a killed. Th- yeah, there's right, a third, but that wasn't his fault. Never yeah, she yeah. Said so. He doesn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a serial manslaughter, you know. All right. Uh, Rachel, what do you think of this? <laughs> I'm afraid to say based on everybody's reaction. Oh, wow. To this. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, this movie is very zany. I think this is, if you, especially if you're someone who enjoys the devil's lettuce, there is plenty to enjoy here. It's sort of like if Deathgasm and Falling Down had a beta baby, like that would be this movie. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, okay, I don't think that it totally comes together. And I think there's going to be a lot of very fair critiques of this movie. It doesn't it is, totally come together. I, it's it's <laughs> just shy of Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But, <laughs> but there is, I think, joy to be had in this. I think that, like, Alex Winter as Vlad, I found myself laughing at quite a few things. I love the bizarre choices that he's making in this performance that largely kind of worked for me. I did enjoy the special effects, which are cartoonish and grotesque and have a charm to them that I enjoy and kind of papered over some of the minor weaknesses in the plot, you might say. (laughs) And as someone who is very grumpy and annoyed by loud neighbors, I felt both pathologically seen and shamed by Willie because I'm also very non-confrontational in the same ways that he is. So like, you know, you know, I could definitely see. It's a special mix of non-confrontational, but also boiling over with homicidal rage at any moment. I mean, that is probably how (laughs) I'm best described. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you get it. You understand. And I think. I have, I listen, I lived in a city. I have laid awake at night 
not able to sleep because of a neighbor partying, literally just imagining what it would be like to go murder everyone there. Relatable content. Yeah, yeah. same. Definitely. But I mean, I think we've seen horror movies about metal. We've seen more mo- horror movies about like hard rock, but like a horror movie about progressive <laughs> rock is just sure. intrinsically funny to me. <laughs> like, and this movie is so sincere in its fandom of this genre that I can't help but find it kind of funny. I think like it, it's kind of like in the Psycho Gorman lane. If you like that, if you like that sort of like nineties slapstick, so it's not too much the good name Psycho Gorman. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm dispersing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I rolled oh my, my eyes God. a lot, but I also laughed a lot. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate this. I didn't hate this. Casey, um, I like this movie, but it wasn't what I'd hoped to be, and that's entirely my fault. I saw the cast on this, and I'm. Big fan of Jonah Ray Rodriguez. I get huge MST, a fan of his on MST3K. I love Thomas Lennon. I love Camille Not Johnny. I love John Daly. I just great names. So I had it built, an image built up in my brain of what I was hoping this was going to be, especially with what we saw in the trailers with some of the over the top gore and stuff like that, which there it is super gory movie. I think there's good jokes in this movie. I think the pacing throws it off for me. I was expecting now, Rachel, you said it was zany. I was I said I wished it was zanier. Um in my mind, I'd probably think in more campy. I was expecting something a little more frenetic and like over the top in that sense. Once I could get my head wrapped around it, I got kind of more into a groove with this. There's a lot of subtle jokes. There's a lot of one-liners, which is where I think a lot of the comedy and the humor is their reaction to stuff and whatnot. It's a very nerdy comedy. very nerd comedy type of genre. It's definitely in its kind of its own wheelhouse as far as comedy subgenres go mixed in with horror. So I appreciate what they put together. It's just not what I'd hoped it was. Yeah. I don't think I had high expectations for this one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. I, so I, you, you mentioned uh, having an altered mind state might have helped. I did not have an altered mind state. I was, I'm on like day three of not even drinking, which yeah, that's, that's, that's as close as I get to dry January. So, um, <laughs> Attaboy. I, I like honestly almost got up to get a drink while I was watching this because I was just like, I can't, I cannot be doing this right now. It, um, oh man, I, so I just, I didn't laugh ultimately. Like I just didn't, it didn't hit me. There's not even really jokes like Casey, you're sort of saying there's like there's like one line like there's like moments, there's like bits that get set up. But I think there's it's not like punchy or snappy in a way that I like want. I don't know. I always like for horror comedies, it's like hell, baby. It's like uh, um, what are the two rednecks who start accidentally killing all the people? Tucker and Dale. 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 Like those those are like comedies that are set in like a horror universe this like i don't know what the fuck is going on with this movie the progress so the funniest part of it to me is probably what's john daly is the guy's name who plays the like youtuber who's like teaching about how to make a progress like i i was amused yeah exactly i was i was very amused by him and i even liked when willie starts to like go off the deep end but they like stick with that shtick. And so he's like doing the, like how to dispose of a body 
you know, I mean, that that stuff worked for me. Um, and I thought Thomas Lennon and the sort of like <laughs> as the boss was just amusing. Um, He's always funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, a lot of the other characters. So it seemed to me they had Thomas Lennon for like a couple days max. You know, they had Kumail for like two hours or less, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, even John Daly, I assume he did all that stuff in like a day, you know, like they got him in costume. Who's John and Daly? Just, like, I don't even know who that is. The, he's, You'd recognize him if you looked him up. Well, he's the, he's I, been on, he's on Kroll's show. Yeah, he was on Kroll's show. Yeah. He's been on a bunch of those, like sort of, um, uh, uh so, no, um, so, but then, like, when you, then you get to the other characters, like, the, the unhoused gentleman, you know, who has, who has a moment or two, and I sort of like the makeup they gave him after he dies. Um, he was fine, like, he, him, the Alex Winter, the Vlad stuff, like, was not working for me at any level, and they hang a lot of the movie off of the Vlad thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and like Jonah Ray, like I don't know, like I what did we we just saw him doing the like di- the giant dildo thing that was him, right? Mm-hmm. In Satanic mm-hmm. Hispanics. Yep. Oh, Hammer of Zanzibar. Well, that was we, a funny skit. That was like a really yeah. Funny, you know, well, like and the writing was really good. I'm remembering that we all talked about it, but no one heard that because that was the, oh, the last episode. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I said very nice things about Jonah Ray at that point. I just so like I, don't yeah. know what I'm supposed to make of him in this. We, and we can get into it. I'll stop talking. I know I've been talking a while. I also just think like they don't do him any favors with this character because the character is like intentionally unlike unlikable. And like what? I don't know. It just like didn't give me anything to I'm gonna be honest. My first impression into. was like, is this what I'm like? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, this is not I, a yeah. great movie to see yourself in. <laughs> well, it is. You. They do put their finger on. So like there's the, it's they, the obsessive it's, part of of like the, his interest. Yeah. That I was like, okay. Is this what I sound like when I'm talking about music? Mm-hmm. Um I loved the credit sequence. The credit sequence was great. <laughs> Uh, I don't, it made me I'm, nervous because I'm like, oh boy, there's a lot of like weirdo effects going on right I now. I don't understand the humor. Like, I agree the Vlad character is the best part, but he's not, fu- to me, he wasn't funny. It's just like, it helped it when I Googled to find out who it was, saw that it was Alex Winter because I just really like him. He seems like, I mean, for people who don't know, so like he was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? That he did like freaked, but then he kind of like washed out of Hollywood. He didn't like, I mean, I'm sure he was doing stuff, but he was not in like, he was not very visible for like 20 years or something. Well, he does not have a ton of credits. Like if right. you look, and I mean, he's kind of like, come yeah. back and he's been working on horror stuff and doing conventions and like really kind of embracing the fandom side of it. And it's been cool. And he seems like a person that's that because he stepped away for so long, he seems down to earth. So like then knowing he was him, I was like, Oh, this is fun. Like he's, he's hamming it up, but it's not really like, I just, whatever the wavelength of the humor was of the script was not connecting with me. And that's kind of the whole, the whole thing, right? I also yeah. like, I don't know anything about prog rock, dude. Like it doesn't, that doesn't connect with me at all. It's so unrelatable. And here's, here's my thing is there's been a lot of this kind of exact kind of movie with metal as yeah. the, as the genre. And I, I do think there's something just intrinsically more relatable about metal, especially if you're a horror fan, like. I don't, I'm not Joe, right? I can't do a deep dive on the genre, but like, I like Iron Maiden. I understand 
Metallica. You wear black t-shirts. Like, and they what always, else? They all, and that's the thing is those metal like horror comedies where it's all about their metalhead. They, I feel like they always take care to keep it accessible to, I wouldn't say a large audience, but like a medium sized audience. Well, Whereas they're so down the rabbit hole up their own butt about this prog rock thing. Like yeah. the whole, the whole, uh, speech in the middle about how amazing it is. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know anything about it, so this doesn't land. Like, they were, it doesn't, hold on, just to be clear, they don't let, the writers of this movie do not like prog rock. Like, they're hard not disagree. like, I think that the I person think so. who wrote this movie has been waiting to write this movie their whole life just so they could talk about prog rock. I think they were making fun of it the entire time. I think it's self knowing. I'm, I'm gonna hard disagree Mm-mm. there. I mean, okay, fair enough. I'm ready to go to the internet and be like, have they said anything? Because it just felt to me like they were, it's like the people who like used to, there was all these like internet jokes, whatever, back when I was on the internet in 2007. Why would you write this movie if you weren't really appreciative of the thing, but also, but like self-effacing about it? I mean, sure. I'm sure they like, like some progress. Because that's what the lane should be. But the, the like things that Willie were saying were not meant to be taken as like he was meant to sound like an asshole when he was saying them he wasn't saying things that you were meant to be like oh he really likes prog rock it was like no he has like a mental health issue <laughs> like that's yeah that's but when they get to that speech though dude that speech is so you're supposed to be like yeah i know no. like, he's an unlikable person and the fact that he is acting that way about prog rock is meant for it to be a but signal I'm, but do you know the moment i'm like, talking oh, about they hate prog rock do you know the think, moment I'm talking about? It's when he gives this emotional speech and the camera's zooming down on him and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, t- you're totally supposed to be like with him in that moment. I, I, I just do not think so. Well, I don't know what to do with this, John, then, because we both hated the movie for completely different reasons. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Once again, you will me. No, no, I actually think we're like, we're aligned on a lot of probably the, the, uh, qualitative aspects yeah. of the film. And uh, and I know Rachel said like you know, we disagree. <laughs> maybe no, smoke some weed. I'm gonna say like I you're th- gonna need something harder than that. Like you're gonna need <laughs> just straight go to the ketamines. Yeah, just yeah. I think we're all in agreement that they went to, felt far too deep on the whole prog rock joke. It's the angle that they came at it from that's in disagreement. But yeah. yes, they and went. The, they spent way too much time on it and it just slowed it down. It's more. just like and I've I, occasionally in the show I'll say this about a movie and it's it's a little hard for me to like parse, but it's just so L.A. It just feels like such an L.A. movie made by a bunch of people in the L.A. bubble. And it doesn't, you know, like, I feel like you know when you watch an indie horror film where the scriptwriter grew up in, like, Chicago or, like, a small town somewhere and they've had this idea their whole life. And, yeah, maybe it gets made in Hollywood, but it still has that heart to it. Whereas, like, I just felt like I was watching a movie made by aliens. Like, I just, I couldn't. There's a very specific like flavor of bitterness of people who've been struggling in LA for a minute that is definitely in this movie. It's like yeah. the heart at the heart of it. Yeah. Well, and the joke <sighs> that when the screenwriter guy's leaving and he's like, "Oh man, tell me how'd you do it?" and the guy he's like, "Well, you know, I've been working on it for like three years, and also I like I have a trust fund from my dad." <laughs> <laughs> I do though. I what I will say is I do agree. Like the best bits are. I mean, there's some really good comedic actors in it that get little moments to shine. Like, I don't think, I think Thomas London is doing a lot with not being given very much. (laughs) Kumail is probably the funniest part, honestly. Um, that dude always cracks he's, me up. He's he just doing point. himself. Like, that's just like the yeah, character that he thing. does. They yeah. just put him in like a security, you know, security guard shirt. Mm-hmm. I did well, like when he tried I mean, to bribe him with like $17. That was funny. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> the thing that my brain always goes to, though, like when Eric talks about not sure, like the comedy didn't connect with him, which I get. But like to me, it's Jonah Ray started out with Chris Hardwick on that Nerdist podcast. That's where I first learned of him. But he was already a stand up at that point. And then there's that circle, that era of stand up comedy uh, comedians coming out of L.A. That was Jonah and Kamel, John Daly and Nick Kroll and all those guys came kind of came around at the same time. And they all have a very specific sense of humor that they all kind of rotate around it as far as if you watch a lot of their stand up and stuff. This really feels on point with what they're style stand-up is to me now with Chris the Hardwick bitterness wasn't, and the he wasn't and the, involved and the jokes, in this, right the, no okay. i just no but because you said, said that over text i was like wait is chris hardwick allowed to do things again uh, but he was in that same crowd Rachel of stand-ups knows. you know that came up together <laughs> <laughs> so they're in like that pat oswalt brian posein set oh, to the edge of it yeah those guys are funny though yeah there's a the levels i don't know man I liked the um, the skeleton was I guess it was the lady it was the it was the, the lamp. I liked the effects the floor manager or whatever I liked yeah. the effects on that very much it was really yeah weird. well it was straight out of Return of the Living Dead I mean it was you know what, the other the other, the other, um, the other this is this is the Psycho Gorman stuff I'm talking about like those kinds of effects the sort of like <laughs> by the end too I was I want to go watch Psycho Gorman it's now. not Psycho Gorman like, here's what it is <laughs> by it, by the time you get to that end scene where it, like everything combines into this big demon thing i was like oh i get it this is like um store brand tenacious d movie yeah this is like the store brand rice krispies compared to like the tenacious like it's the same kind of thing you're on a musical journey the devil's involved like it's like that if you made it as a horror comedy right yeah and psycho uh gorman's a good comparison too because yeah that's what i had built up in my brain going into this but with those with that <laughs> yes. cast on there so i was thinking oh this is gonna be crazy and it's not that kind that pace of movie is psycho gourmet it's really different as far as pacing goes. i, I that's cannot where I believe the amount of time we are spending referencing psycho like it's like two similar movies i think that's the start of a subgenre uh, I all right. How fooled. about Frank and Hooker? Like it's kind of in the same lane yeah, as well, Frank and Hooker. I mean, the, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, Rachel, Frank and Hooker is an American masterpiece. Okay, <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> 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 now, and like when I was talking about uh, one-liners and stuff, it's not necessarily punching one-liners that cracked me up. It's like characters' reactions. They say something you know, offhand when they react to something that happens on screen. It's those type of one-liners. Very subtle, and it's not something that you can base a movie on. That's where a lot of the laughter was for me. Did it, did it bother anyone else at the end when she was like, he's in prison, and she's talking to him, and she goes, I left something in your cell for you. And you're yeah. like, how? How did you do that? Um Man. That was not the thing that bothered me the most from this movie, no. It was like what? the cherry on top. I can't, I can't even remember. Oh, it's, what is that thing? It's like some kind of weird instrument. It's just some little like analog yeah, synthesizer. Like I've there. seen it before. I don't know yeah, what it's called. It's, yeah. it's like a prog rock staple. That's the thing is like there, there are aspects of the production of prog rock that definitely cross over with synth wave, which is why when I saw the opening credits, I was like, okay. I know. I knew you would be yeah. getting nervous. I but just, that's what know. I, uh, I when I was started pushing this, that was part of my thinking was, oh, I think Eric would like this because of the music angle. <laughs> yeah, mm. but 
how long did it take you guys to uh, clock that Alex Winter was also the lawyer? Oh, immediately. Well, he's not going to make it. That took me like a good 30 seconds, though, because he was shadowy. They didn't have a good uh, close up on him for a second. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> he's actually pretty good in that scene, too. I liked him in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> the lawyer, I, I did not clock him in either instance until after the movie was over. Um, but I did like Alex the lawyer. Fans only. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Apparently, if you're an Alex Winter completist, you've got to see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking the costuming on Vlad was just. It it looked like the troll from Troll Two, it, like it, that, that was. <laughs> I got even deeper cut. He looks like the creeper in Creep Show Two. The guy who's in the it's actually Tom Savini in yeah. Creep Show Two, who's all done up like that, and he's like in the wraparounds. He looks like that. I don't even remember. I'd have to go look that up. I it's, yeah. I haven't seen Creep Show Two so since long. I was like twelve, maybe. How dare you, John? I was thinking more of like a like a trauma take on Mario vibe. <laughs> well, there's definite yeah. Mario, like like you know when they when somebody's like, I used AI to make Simpsons characters in real life. Yes, it's like that but with Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mario mixed with a troll. <laughs> yeah, is exactly. Alex Winter short? Because that was the other thing with Vlad. I think like, he, I believe yeah, he a is a short king, king John. Yeah. I mean, I, you've seen Bill and Ted. I mean, but like, I don't, I don't know. The, uh, well, is, is Jonah Ray very tall? Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's taller. He's, I'm six foot. He's taller than I am. Yeah. He, um, I do. I was like, when I was looking uh, up the cast and stuff, I noticed Jonah Ray, he's definitely lost a lot of weight. It seems like. He has. Oh, he yeah. was like that. And he's thinner and, uh. Satanic is yeah. too. No, no. Well, you, yeah, I mean, for sure. I just like you guys can all check your phones now. I texted you a picture of the creeper from Creep Show too. Nice. <laughs> Stand by. Well, it's yep. also like the leprechaun kind of. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Nailed <laughs> Thank it. You. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Just put facial hair on it. If it's one thing I do well, it's that. <laughs> Re- referencing things that look like creeper. other things <laughs> things that look like things from 80s horror movies from 1980s yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes mm-hmm. I did get a, a good laugh though to Jonah's diversion for the police so he could finish his prog rock album was to get his girlfriend to talk about their ski trip that was cracking me up <laughs> Especially when he turns around, he's like, okay, we got 25 to 30 minutes to finish this. <laughs> it's so confusing. Like, the part of it is the confusion with the main character. Like, he is really unlikable. So it's not exactly a movie where, like, he doesn't do anything and it looks like he didn't do anything. Like, he did murder people, right? And so... Yeah. He and then the girlfriend them sees him murder someone, but then at the end she's helping him. And it's like, I don't know. I, don't know I mean, going. here's the thing. I was trying not then to come smash on cut, a he wins Killjoy, but a Grammy the or something. character is not great yeah. in this. I would say probably the biggest weak point for me is the female character. Like, Rachel, she is, I was expecting slash hoping you were going to do, play this part. I but, wanted to yeah. like be fun this time, but... <laughs> 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 this is the fun part for me. Oh boy! But yeah, I mean, the depiction of the female character in this is not—it's not good. It's not like the, he is the most dubious of prizes, and she is in a beautiful attorney. And like at the end, he gets the girl, despite being a serial manslaughterer and someone that likes prog rock way too much to be and seen in inside yeah. of a vagina. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's all. This is it's all like part and parcel of like it's it's like an insane fantasy that you're mm-hmm. like that he's living in. Right. Which to me includes the ending of like prog rock being like an actual thing that other people care about, you know, when they're like celebrating his album. Thank you. I mean, like, and let's talk about who the audience is for this. Do you know anybody under like 40 who even knows what prog rock is, John? No. Well, I mean, like, pro- I mean, like it, theoretically, maybe, but um, again, like I, the movie, uh, my take here is that the movie is not made for prog rock fans. It's made for everyone to think prog rock is lame and laugh at. Yeah, but in order yeah. to really be in on that joke, you have to know about it. Well, to- I, that is true. Otherwise, it's just a thing. Like, and they do. Like it's so sincere. And I feel like this movie, I the audience do. for this movie is for like 40-year-olds who got their, their you know, recreational marijuana card. Like that is who this is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there is such a 90s Gen X sensibility yes. to this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that, like that's who it. this is for. Like the youngs are not going to get this movie. Well, I guess also, to your we point, should point, you are in Gen, you are of Gen X, Rachel, right? I am indeed. Yeah, so you can <laughs> say that. I'm the latest, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eric and I are technically uh, millennials. We're millennials, John. Yeah. Millennials. Um, <laughs> we, uh, no, no, I guess, look, I, the thing I would say about this prog rock bit and like whether it's, I guess one way to frame it is maybe it's like triangulated for those people who lived through the prog rock moment because it was like, what, a one, two year? There was like a moment and maybe you even like had some of those albums and and like celebrated them at the time, but you've moved on. Like every, the world has moved on. This character hasn't. And the movie is like making fun of the idea that prog rock is still it's just like a such thing. a niche thing. And I say that as a person who is exclusively into extremely niche yeah. things. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think there's also though, I think they're also winking at just fans and that get that deep into anything in the same manner too. It could be synth rock. It could be classic rock. It could be, you know, ska, whatever. (laughs) It's the same kind of. Now a ska would have been funnier to me if it was ska. Yeah. I would have been down with that. Oh man. You clearly have never been cornered at a party by some guy that wants to talk to you about prog rock. Just everybody in suits playing trumpets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Holy shit! If that happens to you again, you gotta call us and just just send Honestly, us a voice memo. I'll, I'll get a pocket dial you, and I'll just yes. be like, "Here you go, guys." Just voice I hope you have memo. Forty-five, I mean, sixty-five minutes. I imagine there's people walking oh, around California God. right now, unironically into ska. There must be ska or prog rock. Ska. I believe ska more than prog rock for sure, but mm. yeah. I feel like prog rock actually has there's more of a shot of that like there's too much like pork pie hatting in ska but <laughs> i don't know that prog rock's still a thing but i think it also brushes really close to a lot of like weird metal subgenres. Mm-hmm. can we at least all agree <laughs> that we all hate swing dancing <laughs> yeah. won't Hell agree yeah. won't agree oh really <laughs> i mean like i've never been swing dancing but i don't know i could mm. see that i could see myself getting down with that I don't know, but Big Bad Voodoo Daddy did play a Christmas concert here in the next town over. Yeah, this last year. <laughs> I had I, I had Big Bad Voodoo Prince. Daddy albums back in the day. Oh yeah, I hate it. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else about this movie? I enjoyed the gore. It was very gory. They they landed on that aspect that I was hoping for, and it was cartoony gore. So I'll say this: the name did remind me of the zombies ate my neighbors. 
Yes. Yeah. A cl- classic super Nintendo Incredible. Game. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. actually, and I was expecting there to be something, I don't know, alien. Like, it, that was a good, um, nice, thank you, Dusty. I was expecting, um, yeah, that, well, they're back to the, like, zanierness. Like, it, yeah. Um, Dusty says, "Hell yeah, big bad voodoo daddy." Yeah, it's my dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, but all I can think, all I can hear in my head now is you and me and the bottle big three tonight. Listen. <laughs> so let's take this conversation to the logical conclusion, which is the squirrel nut zippers. Yeah, they had that one uh, video I remember that got yeah. played on MTV For all that, the time. The song was called Hell. Hell. Oh yes, Hell. And it's okay. great. Right. Yeah, God, I was, was a era. band geek, so I, I was a band geek, so I dipped my toes in both ska and swing. <laughs> Casey, that was like your moment. Like it was like the tuba is like an instrument in on a video in MTV. Like <laughs> there was a moment I came out of high school and my best friend, who's a saxophone player, I told him I said we should start a band and get all of us from band and make it like a jazz band or a swing band. And he's like, nah, that'd never take off. And the swing music craze took off literally like two years later. <laughs> Mr. Shot. I don't know. I think there's still time for you to be uh, John Candy from Home Alone. Okay, guys, I can't talk so. about swing dancing anymore. Do you, would you uh, recommend this movie, Rachel? I mean, I would with a caveats. Yes, I would. Like if you want a good little stoner experience, you want to giggle about something dumb, you love Alex Winter. There is there there are jokes in this movie. It is funny. It is gory. Yeah. It is slapsticky. And if that is your lane, if you like a story about a man who is maybe a little psycho and with a lot of gore, you might enjoy this. Wait, Casey. This Casey. <laughs> I would say yeah. Uh, Yes, with the same caveat, with your assistance of choice. John. No. Absolutely That's a a hard no for me, dog. All of our cells currently, John, are deteriorating, and we're hurtling towards our own Mm -hmm. mortality. You don't have time for this movie. I'm just telling you that. Mm -hmm. Better things out there. And I say that as a person who's watched Breaking Bad probably 17 to 35 (laughs) times all the way through. Oh Lord, you're gonna be talking by talking like Joe by mid year about things <laughs> that you're into. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. A certain kind of girl joins Pi Theta sorority. A girl who likes to party and likes to get close to her friends. A girl whose extracurricular activities were more daring than most. A girl who could turn her fantasies into reality. Then again, Pi Theta was different from other sororities. Because in this sorority, nothing is off limits. As long as it's fun for the girls. So when it came time to say goodbye, they decided to make real sure that no one would ever forget the girls. In the house on Sorority Row. Hi, this is Jeffrey Combs, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on 
on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. And we're back. John, since I know you're not on Slack, you know what you missed today? Mm. A bunch of talk about mosh pitting experiences. Uh, yeah. You don't strike me as a person that's been in a mosh pit. <sighs> not, a, not a real one, let's say. Um, I had friends that were pretty into going to mosh pits. I yeah. didn't get favorite. into a, kerfuff, a kerfuffle at the library, though. My favorite story oh, is Jody's, who grew up going to like Christian rock concerts, and about how they had pits, but they weren't allowed to like hit each other, so they were jump around pits, is what he said, which is adorable. Yeah. Yes. But no were you just Christian you were just side hug. jumping vertically, like <laughs> side hug? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the genitals don't touch racial. That's where the the devil mm-hmm. is in between there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Save a whole uh, gotta leave room for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pits. That's a young man's game. These oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guys, I, the, my buddies who were into it, were also like the jocks, and it struck me as like a thing they did rather than just like fight people. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Like, it, mm-hmm. and they would come home with uh, injuries. Let's say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say it. Like, um. There, you have to be careful as a girl being on the edge of one of those dependent on sort of musical genre. Like when I would go to, and now it's probably embarrassing, I don't know, but whatever it happened. When I would go to Pantera Worse shows. Than Big Bad Food Daddy. No, Pantera's cool. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, okay, all right. Yeah. I was fine because like there was like, it was very essentialist. Like all the guys had shaved heads, which is why I'm saying it's probably problematic now. And all the ladies had hair, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then you go to like a Metallica concert and you get punched in the face. Because <laughs> wow. it's a little harder. To tell the difference. Because <laughs> everybody's got long hair. Everybody's got long hair. Yeah. So I had to cut my hair to go to the Metallica concerts. Right. So you can stop getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting All punched in tell- the face in law, we might need to have a deeper conversation. <laughs> it might not be follicularly based. Yeah. <laughs> All I can tell you is I almost passed out from the heat in an old 97s concert last summer so mosh pit is definitely out of the question it did though bring up casey's story about being at Lollapalooza like in 1990 or 91 or something which sounds i think i looked it up i think it was 93 Mm. this is my first time seeing a mosh pit and uh shelton i think could point it out after i described it because we were in the lawn section and i saw the crowd split and this is my first time seeing a mosh pit in person and i turned and i saw two walls of dudes lining up like almost arm in arm get ready to charge at each other and i'm like hell no and started walking the other way and then shelton told us that was known as the wall of death run rover but make it matter i do like that yeah um i john one time in college went to see a fine band called limp biscuit Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my friend was down like in the pit the whole time. And then at the end, he was also driving home. We place empties out. We walk all the way out to our car. And he realizes that he lost his keys in the pit. Oh. And the arena was like shut down. Oh, no. Luckily for me, my college was like 20 minutes down the road. 
10 minutes. Everyone else lived like an hour away and had to like wait for someone to come pick them up. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, so you were like, bye. Like you didn't bring them home. No, with you. you were I, like, I'm trying to remember. We ended up getting back to my dorm somehow and then they got picked up from there, but I don't remember how. <laughs> we might have taken a cab. That was before Uber, John. Not yeah. Cabs. It was, yes, it was definitely before Uber. Uh, I've st- I still take a cab. We got cabs all over around here. Well, you live in a proper city. Mad cabs. Yeah. Uh, I actually walk to concerts nowadays because that same uh, venue where I saw my first wall of death, I actually live a mile down the road from it now. <laughs> Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. That's the email address. No email this week. Okay. Caitlin from Kissimmee must be busy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was looking through comments. What do we got, Casey, on threads? Yeah, we got a few threads this week. Couple good ones. Uh, first one coming from Metal Prof. Who was the worst neighbor you ever had? It's a good one. Who's got a worst neighbor story? From we had a neighbor. So the first apartment, not it wasn't the first apartment. It was one of our early apartments that Susie and I lived in together. Tiny, five hundred square feet, one bedroom. Uh, the adjoining wall of our uh, bedroom was like the other person's bedroom. Very similar layout in the apartment, I assume. You know, it was like that. The whole building was like this. Um, He was a very nice man slash guy. He was probably our age or maybe like a little older. We don't know exactly what he did for a full-time job, but he would DJ. uh, And he would come home after the DJ sets with a lady friend. We're not sure if it was always the same lady friend or if it was a different lady friend. And they would... They would get after it like they had both been on a lot of drugs. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what does that sound like? Is it is it when you say that? Is it because they were going for a really long time, or was it arrhythmic, or like what was the everything, everything under the sun? <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple times where the woman's um, responsiveness, or I don't like her. Oh no, <laughs> she was expressing her pleasure at. Volumes that I you like just oh look, well good for her I guess that's great. I mean I sure it felt performative let's just say mm-hmm. as someone yeah, trying to sleep I'm not a fan of at like four in the morning I was definitely like hey you could be a little quieter probably with this but did you see her outside of those incidents or was it like once a week at the same time she would come in and well it was always like his... no no well we don't know if it was like we almost never saw him because we we were like uh, regular people with. Just normal jobs and <laughs> who slept like during you the didn't night times. Vampire hours. So he was, yeah, he was like out and about uh, and would like come in when we, you know, like literally he would be like coming in when we were like leaving the apartment. Um, we, I think we might have seen her like once. He wasn't otherwise, okay. he was fine, but it was like there was a good like six to eight months of being woken up almost every weekend in the middle of the night. It's not the best. No, it's That's bad. not great. It's not great. Um, and I had neighbors in my second place in Boston who were like hardcore, not only hoarders, so they lived across the hall, hardcore hoarders and like three or four adults living in this place and just smoking 24 seven. And they weren't allowed, you weren't allowed to smoke. And if you call the maintenance guy, literally one time called, could hear him in the hallway talking to the guy through the door and basically just laughing and being like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like, we're not going to do anything about it. So that was cool. But it was one of those situations where like you want them to get kicked out, but I was also really afraid 
of what would get released if they had to clean that place out. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's living in there, dude. Like, it's all going somewhere if they disturb it. <clears throat> At one point, one of them died. Like, and just got like... One of them died. One night, um, the younger kid got the cops called on him. And I watched through my peephole as he was like... I wouldn't say he was resisting arrest, but he definitely was not... Um, being uh, cordial with the officers yeah. <laughs> and they threw him down the stairs. Oh, <laughs> and then came back like a week later to interview me to see what I saw. And they were like, I like yeah, let's you find didn't me, see sir. nothing, like, right? Yeah, no, it was fine. Because <laughs> like he was a piece 10. of shit. Like if I liked the guy, maybe I would have like said something. But oh, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. it was just never, never ending with them. It sucked. I once lived in a like a very thin walled and ceilinged apartment underneath a Tongan rugby team. Huh. That, <laughs> okay. that were very they had a great time. They were very nice. I liked them very much, except for that they loved to when they'd win a game, they would have a karaoke party that lasted until the sun oh. rose. And can I tell you, they they did a lot of Celine Dion <laughs> not very well. Oh god. And the same songs over and over oh. and over. And they would come over drunk and be like, Kate Winslet, come out. Because I had red hair at the time. And apparently that was enough. <laughs> but they were, they were very nice other than the, the Celine Dion. I did have another neighbor that actually coincidentally looked quite a bit like our favorite character from uh, Destroy All Neighbors. Vlad? Um, yeah. <laughs> he had some pretty severe scarring from um, a scabies incident. And Jesus. <laughs> incident. And he you, was in you asked. You were like, what's going on over My here? roommate told me. My roommate, okay. I think, probably like smoked with him, and, with him and got the full story. I was like, please stop letting him in. Um, but he was in manufacturing, and by that I mean methamphetamines. Okay. And mm -hmm. so he had an entire trailer, like, like decorated in blacklight reactive puffy paint that he would do all night, like Ugh. on his walls. And you had to like try to avoid him because he would always come with, to, with you to you with a present that he had dumpster dive for you. So occasionally I would get like half used lipsticks that I had to be like, thank oh, you very much, God. sir. Yeah, he was a lot. He was a Good lot. Lord. And I think he did eventually rob us. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, Eddie in the we YouTube chat says, we had a cult leader. Uh, a Haitian minister that did all night spiritual healing prayer sessions, loud and praising Jesus all night long. Okay, mm. you win, Eddie. You win. Yeah. That's not great. Did he have scabies? Just a raging case. <laughs> we had a, our first apartment here, didn't he? We had a neighbor. He was a handicapped fellow um, who was fascinated with dumpster diving and the dumpster was in the lot just outside off of our back porch and Colleen and I would smoke on the back porch. So every, he was a nice guy and he wasn't belligerent and he lived with his mom. So it was pretty obvious what the situation was going, but the boy was obsessed with that dumpster and he would, <laughs> there's a number. I can't tell you the how many times I go out and I go out and I go out any time of day on the back porch smoke a cigarette and you'd see his two little feet sticking out of the side of the oh dumpster and finally you rock over and you'd be like Michael I think his name is Michael I'm not sure be like Michael get out of the dumpster bud your mom doesn't want you in there <laughs> and he'd get out and you'd send him on his way good lord <laughs> it got to the point though 
it got to the point like where us because we had like four apartments in one building and you know those clusters like that and so like us in the those of us in the building knew like if you had stuff that you knew that he'd get a trip you know he'd be drawn by you just kind of set it to the side of the dumpster to let him you know go through it because you know he was going to go in there (laughs) i thought you were going to say you would take it somewhere else so that he didn't get into it but no you were it was like pre didn't even it was pretty good yeah he would if you happened to talk, stop and talk to him, he'd tell you what he was into. But he, you know, he was our one neighbor gave him his old mattress one day, and Michael was beside himself. He was so happy. We even helped him carry it home. Oh That's <laughs> why we did check. We did check with his mom ahead of time. We're like, he's bringing this home. It comes from his house. Just so you know, <laughs> it's okay. Already. Other threads. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sorry. Jesus, I forgot. Yes, we were, you were ready to chill. I can tell. I was. I like, was. He's, he's done. I was in the zone. He's out. Uh, next up, we have Blob Nelson. What's the best shitty neighbor's horror movie? The Burbs, Parents, and others. The Burbs, burbs. is so goddamn good. Burbs the Burbs is, burbs is, yeah. like, the burbs. is incredible. Yeah, I don't know. This is one where I it's like a it's like a small enough genre. I'd have to I'd have to do like some googling. Tom Hanks, nineties Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it's I, great. Uh, that cast is just great. Feldman. Yeah, <laughs> drugged out Corey Feldman. Man, there's a great. You ever see that clip? Okay, I can't never remember this guy's name. His first name is Dick. He's like a character actor who's in that movie, and he's also in Gremlins. What is his name, Rachel? Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you google him you recognize yeah. him okay so he's in um, the burbs he plays one of the neighbors and there's this great behind the scenes clip that made the rounds on twitter um, a couple of years ago where it's like all the main actors in this movie including Feldman all standing around getting ready to shoot a scene and Corey Feldman is just like vibrating like I don't know if he's on coke or if he's just ADHD <laughs> or what he's just like out of his mind and he won't stop talking and Dick Miller, this like old Hollywood character, he's like a workhorse, right? He just looks over at him and he goes, shut the fuck up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the clip. It's <laughs> incredible. It's so good. Uh, you know, um, I just like Googled quickly. Uh, the, the, the movie's Neighbors, have you guys seen? Uh, it's not their comedies, obviously, but those are a delight. Zac Efron and... Uh, Oh, I like oh, Fred. Yeah. He's like a Fred. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you know, that horror movie. I was like, I'm not no, 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 no. I own that movie Parents on VHS with um uh what's his face there? Quaid. Quaid. I've never seen it. Wait, what sorry, say it again. Parents with Randy Quaid. Oh yeah, yeah. I've like seen it. But or something. Again, that was like that was like an HBO watch back in, you know. Uh, Rosemary's Baby is a neighbor's mm-hmm. horror film. Okay, how about it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think it works. Serial mom. It, it's it's yeah, it's like she was pretty bad to her neighbors. Based. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty bad to her neighbors. We used to watch that all the time back in the day. That was, the, that was good stuff. Yeah, people under the stairs. I mean, it's like suburban oh, horror. I hate that yeah. movie. You yeah. do. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, an, that's an interesting take. Yeah, I, like I watched as an adult and was like, "No, sir." Interesting. I don't get it. I mean, All it's right, not like amazing, just but <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like it sort of holds up and in, in like is interesting social horror. 
I watched it. I didn't get it as a kid, and I, I like, I was too busy being like S and M. What the hell? But now, as an adult, watching all of the sort of like racial stuff and the like gentrification stuff, and I watched it for the first time probably, you know, like 2010, and was like, oh yeah, this is okay. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's also is it like it's not like canonical or anything? Like it's not like people hold it up as. No, I kind the of people like who it's... are into it are very into it. People under the stairs, we still yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I zoned out for a second. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Wow. Right, I'm really nailing I... it tonight. <laughs> no. I was before, I, before I get comfortable again. Uh popcorn dot designs. Anyone else actively hide from their neighbors? Just me. Depends. Yeah. They're t- I mean, I hid from Mr. Bonnie. I had a neighbor who was schizophrenic <laughs> years ago and would accost me when I was out walking my dog to tell me all the people that were plotting against her. Okay. Uh, and that was kind of a bummer. So I'd have to like make sure she was not around. Yeah. My neighbors nowadays are, we've been, we've all lived here for a good bit. So on the last one, real quick, Eddie has a great entry that I'm with, which is Rear Window. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I saw that for the first time last year, and I was like, oh, it's pretty that good. That is a good one. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, this movie's high. I don't really go back that far <laughs> unless somebody makes me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. Okay. Grand old pukers. Worst neighbor, Dan Aykroyd's character from the movie Neighbors or a houseboat with a Dracula in it? What? <laughs> I'm not sure on the dr- I was hoping I feel like that there you was guys a glitch in the Matrix. I don't, again? Also, Dan Aykroyd is he in? I'm so confused. What movie I thought is that was Randy Quaid too. No, no, there is. I that was this was in this article. I just was googling. Oh. Uh, there was a movie called Neighbors that had Dan Aykroyd in it. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. No idea what that is. Drummer from Foghat. What would you do if Brock Lesnar was your neighbor and you accidentally killed him? <laughs> I bet he's a great neighbor. He's got that farm out there in like Nebraska or Omaha or something. You know, I'm sure he's just like. Yeah. He'd be handy to call over, you know, hey, can you help me carry this in? Cow stuff. (laughs) Help me move this furniture. Uh, Last up. So right now, has Blumhouse's output in recent years shifted in terms of quality compared to their early days? I don't know that it has so much as they're just making a lot more. Like, I still think yeah. they're making interesting movies, but they're making a lot of everything. Like, yeah. so you're seeing it's more. It's always been a mixed bag. Right. Yeah. So you're, I just think they're more. I think you're just seeing more to Eric's They're exposed point. more. And so you're when it, there are duds, you're just noticing it more. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, it's a good sign for Blumhouse, I suppose, because they're profitable enough that they're producing more movies and getting them out there. So. Yeah, I remember there was like a time where they were like dumping a lot of stuff onto Netflix that were, I mean, I think there's always been sort of like a mix. It's just when they hit, they've had some really big hits. Yeah. It's always been mixed. Well, it does seem like there for a while they were saving the good stuff for theatrical releases and Mm. doing the mediocre stuff, like you said, to direct a video. But now it's you're getting more of a mix. And they take small swings largely, like Mm -hmm. occasionally when they have IP or something. They'll go real hard, like on Halloween, but largely they're sm- they're like five million dollar movies. Like I'm sure yeah. Megan wasn't even that expensive. No, no, that's that is their like secret sauce. Is they don't spend that much money on any of these things, so they yeah. just you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they can take some risks. Is that it for threads? Uh, other than that, Raven <laughs> Lillum says that they're going to watch tonight too, uh, our stream. So hope you enjoy. Nice, welcome. 
Uh, if you too want to watch the stream, you can check out patreon.com slash bloody good horror. All right, Rory coming in hot. Which BGH host would make the worst neighbor? Uh, huh. Are we talking a house or an apartment here? Because those are two very different things, I feel like. It's true. In a house, the problem I'm going to have is I don't care about the lawn. So you're not going to like what's going on out there. <laughs> Pretty bad. I just don't care. Pretty bad. And in an apartment, I have two small, loud children. So like, you're probably not loving that either. So I think you win, Eric. I, I mean, yeah. Maybe. You're up there. <laughs> you are I feel like I'm a good neighbor. I'm a good neighbor. Yeah, I think we're pretty good neighbors too. We're like too conscientious to to be bad neighbors is, you know, for better or worse. Yeah, I'm always like clasping my pearls over people. I'm like, don't they know other people exist when people are like talking above a whisper outside? So I think, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe that makes me a bad neighbor is that I'm like the creepy one that's looking out the window. Like, whatever, judgingly. silently judging people is like, mm-hmm. you know, that's no skin off their back, really. <laughs> uh, worst roommate experience. <sighs> my one college roommate I had would listen to Weird Al on his laptop every night before bed with, with the speakers on no head, but apparently headphones didn't exist in 2001, John. And, uh, like, so I know like weird Al deep cuts cause this asshole would just play them every night while I was trying to sleep. That's, that's really weird. It's like, really that's weird. Pretty yeah. up there from a weirdness. Standpoint. Weird. I, maybe I told this story and I'll try to be quick, but like when I did the first time I moved in with my wife, it was her and her roommate. And I became like the third and then the roommate went to business school, which like we knew was going to happen. And that was like sort of why I moved in. And we were like, ah, maybe we'll figure it out. And then my wife and I were like, you know, maybe let's just get another roommate. Cause like, we don't need to like, like it'll, we'll save money. And so we got a roommate and he was fucking weird. And like <laughs> he was like immediately <laughs> causing problems, like leaving shit. Oh, he just man. like, wasn't a good roommate. I mean, and like, he was like, it was like awkward. Like we like, we were like, Hey, like, you know, let's talk about like some of the things about how we take care of the apartment. And he was just like, so cool, cool, cool. Yeah, totally get it. And then just like, couldn't, he like could not take care of himself kind of situation. Mm. So like a month in him being there, we were like, you know, we decided we got to get out of here. <laughs> so did so, you guys move out? Yeah, oh yeah. We, we broke the lease and he was fucked. Like he just That's had to get out of there. That's an amazing level of non-confrontational. Yeah. Well, no, me. no, we, we did try. Like we, we, there was, I'm like trying, I'm sort of cutting the story short. There was a lot of trying. There was other issues. It wasn't just him. Like we were like kind of ready to not be in this apartment anyway for, for other separate reasons. But he was like the straw that broke the camel's back to a certain extent. Yeah. We were just like, fuck it. We're out. Let's go. <laughs> Rip cord. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Eric, uh, this is from Plug It Up Pod. Eric, plug your Plug It Up episode that comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is why Tuesday. I love Caitlin because like, I'm really glad she did that because otherwise I would have forgotten. And that's the exact place <laughs> To put that reminder because she knew that I would see it. <laughs> That's just She's helpful. a pro. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on Plug Up this week, John. First time ever. Uh, I'm, I'm downloading it. Uh, we are reviewing the 2001 film, May. Oh, by Lucky good McKee. One. It's yeah. one of my favorites. And uh, it was a fun discussion. So check it out. Plug it up. Is it just the two of you? Oh, okay. and ju- just a little tease, but a little birdie tells me you may uh, hear Caitlin over here on BGH. Yeah, we're going to have her on soon. Too. It's the first time she's been mm-hmm. in a while, so it'd be cool. Yay. 
Okay. Uh, all right. Um, I don't understand this question, but I have to know what it, what it is. What's this is from Matt? What is your favorite flavor of Monster Munch? Is he talking about the cereal? Like what oh, is? Uh, I don't know what Monster. We Munch all pull is. out of our phones. <laughs> Monster Munch. Let's see Monster Munch. Uh, no. Well, it looks like um, it's a consumer package good. Thanks, a John. British bake I've never baked even heard corn of snack created by Smiths in 1977. Oh, this is like some, some talking BS kind of thing, but it's British, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, hmm I don't know. It looks maybe like he's British eat. and doesn't yeah. know that we don't have this. There's a roast beef flavor. I mean, Eric, if he's listening to the show, I think he understands that we're not British. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's going to confuse us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. There, I oh, have no, one no. of those stores around here, and it's in the Haunted Mall, actually, that sells, like, imported snacks. Oh. Like, you can go get yeah. all the, like, Japanese-flavored Kit Kats and, like, weird chip flavors and stuff. So here is That's your Monster Munch, Munch flavor options. Roast Whoa. beef. No. Saucy-slash-sizzling-bacon-slash-salt-and-vinegar. That's the blue monster. That's the yellow flavor. monster. Well, I think it may be, like, varied over time. I don't know. There's a yellow monster where the flavors are pickled onion, cheese and onion, slash saucy. I don't know. Uh, and then the orange monster is giant prawn pickled onion. Ugh. You this can get them on Amazon. No, thank you. <laughs> I, I guess the cheese one? Whatever. Yeah, Which mean, one has that's cheese? That's the obvious answer. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'd go for the roast beef. I'd try it. What? I did follow this guy on TikTok for a while when I was still on there that just reviewed like exotic, weird flavored potato chips every day. Mm-hmm. And as part of his review, so first he'd try it. Then he would make a sandwich out of them mm-hmm. with white bread, butter, and then just smash a bunch of chips in the middle. And so he would review <laughs> like how well they sandwiched, which <laughs> I appreciated. I like the thoroughness of that. I like that. Colleen was getting one of those snack crates or international yums or whatever it was during a pandemic when we were in quarantine. And I don't remember what country it came from, but they had a fried egg potato chip which everybody in the house hated, but I thought it was amazing. Hmm. Sounds like it would taste like a fart. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like that crazy. Somehow like a, it was like, good. <laughs> it's like a fun idea where 60% of the stuff, you're just like, this is fucking gross and throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> so. It totally is. Yeah. Um, that's the last question. Oh. For the evening. Okay. Uh, Rachel. You're going to join us in Cincinnati. Soon. Yes, I am. Ooh. You can have like a horn noise, Eric, that you could. We're like. Insert jock jams here. Yep. I'm staying at the same hotel as you guys, so we can party it up. I'm excited. Nice. Oh, I'm going to have to prepare for hangovers. Are we all staying you- in the same room, John? Uh, no, we have two rooms because because Casey has a uh, a lady friend joining him. If you remember. yes, my my lady friend is coming with me. <laughs> uh, Rachel, do you have a friend, lady or otherwise, coming? Oh, all right. No, well, my friend who lives in Ohio might come and like hang out for like part of it, but but no, I'm rolling solo. What do you say? So John's- I will be glomming on to you guys. I hope you're let's ready. For go. That. <laughs> let's go, John. What okay. do you think? Single bed? Just put it out uh, there. Uh, 
I mean, I requested two, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you can just push those beds together. <laughs> you already requested two three months out. I like it. I mean, I when you request a room, you do get to pick, you know, well, anyway. Yes. Let's be realistic here, dudes. We've got two rooms, and if things go realistically, Colleen's going to want me to go into the room with you guys. <laughs> Everywhere around we've Hell's done so far, home. the end of every evening has been like, I've been in bed for two hours. Mm-hmm. My eyes are covered. Probably hit your plugs in or something. And then everybody comes back hammered and just ruins my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's Well, it'll just be pe- me this time. So, you know. <laughs> I'll find a way in me. there. There you go. In the past, yeah. it was always me crawling into bed with <laughs> There True. was one time where there was like five of us at least in one room and mm-hmm. two people with CPAP machines. And I was just like, this, this is not good. It was a lot. Couldn't you just like get between them and like have a stereo CPAP oh, situation? God. <laughs> hey, it you was know better what really than holds the those earplugs in is a good spider bonnet. Oh my God. So. I totally forgot this. Okay. So I, <laughs> I start working today and I get, I'm on some website and I get an ad for Temu, <laughs> which is that just like bootleg Chinese Amazon that just sells like garbage. One of the pictures is what literally from the image just looks like a condom for your ear. I saw, I got that ad too. Okay, yeah. And the first See, thing I thought of was Rachel and her like fear of spiders going in her ear at night. Like, so these are like I had great that exact same backup options. So I just texted it to her. I was like, "Look at this. Yeah. Check this out." Yeah, that's for travel. Like, if you don't want to take the whole bonnet, you just take a little, pop it on there. It literally and, and looks like a go. condom. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you don't want spiders breeding in there, do you? No, you did. Did you ever combine the eye cover with the Seems ear cover? Bad. No, but you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll get it together before Cincinnati. And I'll, I'll let you try out the prototype. <laughs> You're gonna be in a hotel. You might need it. You know? Oh, we'll just trust get... me. I it will be packed. <laughs> I don't know well, what kind can... of spiders y'all got in the Midwest. <laughs> we could build you a sleep helmet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what's going on. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, well if you want to join us, check out horrorroundweekend.com. It's a pretty cool guest list. And by join us, we mean by in Eric and John's hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> what are we drinking, John? That's my question. What are we drinking? In what are we what not you, what, drinking? What do you like to wet your, wet your whistle with? Uh, he doesn't care. Uh, yes. I'm not that discriminating. <laughs> I, I really mean, I, I, you know, I have my faves, but uh, we'll, we'll, let's I feel just like see you how we feel. Drink like a fancy, like a, a scotch. Are you a scotch man? Do you want you want your drink to taste like a foot? I feel no. like Tip, typically like I would prefer a bourbon mm. to a scotch. Okay, good mm. to know. I'm a simple American, mm-hmm. American man. Ooh, um, I'll keep that in mind. We're, I'm in bourbon country. I'll I, I will not be responsible for you, John. I, I would I would never dream of such a thing. So, don't worry, we're gonna have a good time. I'm very excited. Very excited you're coming, Rachel. It's gonna be Yay. great. <laughs> Should be fun. All right, that's gonna do it. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/bloodygoodhorror. Next week, next ISS. Week is. ISS. Okay, this is theatrical. Woman directed. Ooh, also known. Have as you seen S- it, Rachel? Not yet. Mm-mm. Okay. No. So uh, looks fun. Looks it fun. could still be bad, Rachel. No, I women woman directed. W- women, <laughs> women don't make bad movies. Uh, uh. <laughs> are you an yes, ally or are you I not? Really, I really like that Black <laughs> Christmas remake. Oh boy, that's really funny. Got him. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it. 
I hope you enjoy the show. I'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.